Happy July, everybody, and welcome into episode number 182 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading both Psalms 1 and Psalms 2 today, and our focus is on how can you rejoice while trembling with fear. So, I want to welcome new listeners in Vienna, Austria, Bangkok, Thailand, Bihar, India, Las Vegas, Nevada, Sacramento, California, and Montgomery, Selma, Alabama. And our friend in Montgomery slash Selma, Alabama downloaded a hundred episodes today. And I always wonder when that happens. It happens maybe once a week or so that somebody will get 50, 60, a hundred episodes at a time. What are you going to do with 100 episodes? You're not going to listen to them all at once, are you? I mean, that might just drive you crazy. But hey, more power to you, and you are most welcome to enjoy those 100 episodes however you like. The goal of the show is to encourage daily Bible reading, and you don't have to listen to 100 podcasts to do that. We read one chapter of the Bible a day. Twice a week, we're in the Old Testament, like today. Five days a week, we're in the New Testament. And we want to get as many people as possible joining with us in reading and obeying one chapter of the Bible a day. Don't forget to check out our webpage. It's Bible2021.com. That's Bible2021.com. You can contact us there and see a complete transcript of pretty much every episode. Let's open with a comment from our old friend WWH on our episode from yesterday on the great and terrible day of the Lord. He writes, That the day of the Lord begins in terror and ends in glory reminds me of Amos chapter 5 and of Joel 1 and 2. In Joel, just like Zechariah 14, the great and terrible day of the Lord begins with judgment and ends with mercy. In Amos 5, the prophet chastises those who long for the day of judgment, expecting their enemies to be judged, not realizing that they themselves will also be judged sobering passages. They should make us long for grace and make us want to offer one another mercy. It's worth noting that great and terrible, as used here, are not antonyms, not opposites, meaning good and bad respectively, as we would maybe use them today. Great is a synonym of large, important, imposing, formidable. Terrible means evoking terror. Thus, a day can be both great, huge, imposing, and important, and terrible in that it evokes terror. Right you are, WWH. Well said. A great job explaining the great and terrible day uh, aspects of the day of the Lord. And uh, we're going to find that we have a very similar topic today. We're beginning a new section of our reading because we are almost exactly one half of the way through the year. In fact, I think sometime tomorrow, uh, we will be more than halfway through the year. That's kind of mind-blowing. As of sometime, right around the time you're listening to this, uh, half of 2021 will be gone. Well, our Old Testament readings for the first part of the year were taken sort of as a cross-section of the Old Testament from Genesis through Malachi. For the last half of the year, we're going to be reading through Psalms and Proverbs on our Old Testament days, beginning with two chapters today. Now, Psalms chapter 2 ends in a most remarkable way almost like a paradox. And it's very similar, like I said, to yesterday's great and terrible discussion. Psalm 2 verses 11 and 12 says, serve the Lord with reverential awe and rejoice with trembling. Pay homage to the son or he will be angry and you will perish in your rebellion for his anger may ignite at any moment. 
All who take refuge in him are happy. Now, as a refresher, a paradox is a seemingly absurd or self-contradictory statement or proposition that when investigated may prove to be well-founded or true. From our human perspective, there's an aspect to the character of God revealed here in this psalm that's really quite paradoxical. And we can see it embodied all throughout the scriptures. For instance, like the scripture we've quoted before, Romans 11.22. I'll read it in the KJV because that's how I memorized it. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fell severity, but towards you goodness, if you continue in his goodness, otherwise thou also shalt be cut off. So God is kind and God is severe. Severe seems like such a strange word to use of God, but it's one that most of the modern translations also use for Romans 11.22, although the NIV uses the word sternness. When you think about it, there is most certainly a sternness or severity to God. As we've discussed before, heaven is a place for only perfect people. There's no entrance allowed in heaven for anybody with even a single sin. The payment for a single sin, our wages, says Paul, is death. All have fallen short of the glory and the goodness of God, given that every single human that has ever lived, every one, has fallen short of God's standard. It's most certainly fair to say that God is, in a sense, severe or stern. And I remind you, the Bible says that, so it's not weird to say it, but He's also abounding in merciful kindness and steadfast love. And I can't think of a human equivalent to such a person. So that makes it difficult for us to understand God. But Psalm chapter 2 helps us to know how to respond to God with joyful trembling in fear in reverential awe. So how can we be joyful in our trembling fear? That's kind of... Uh, hard to do, I guess, right? Well, the joy comes because of God's wonderful mercy, his abounding and steadfast love, and his deep and surpassing goodness. God is good and beautiful in every way conceivable. His character, his personality is overwhelmingly good, but He is also, at the very same time, a consuming fire. And thus, almost every time people encounter God or the resurrected Jesus in Scripture, they seem to experience like the human equivalent of a sensory overload and just pass out onto the ground. Well, as we think about that, let's read our Psalms for the day, beginning with Psalms chapter 1. Verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. How happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked or stand in the pathway with sinners or sit in the company of mockers. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction and he meditates on it day and night. He is like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bears its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. The wicked are not like this. Instead, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand up in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to ruin. Psalm chapter 2 verse 1. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? 
The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers conspire together against the Lord and his anointed one. Let's tear off their chains and throw their ropes off of us. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord ridicules them. Then he speaks to them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath. I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will declare the Lord's decree. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your inheritance and the ends of the earth your possession. You will break them with an iron scepter. You will shatter them like pottery. So now, kings, be wise. Receive instruction, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with reverential awe and rejoice with trembling. Pay homage to the Son, or he will be angry, and you will perish in your rebellion, for his anger may ignite at any moment. All who take refuge in him are happy. So, consider the last verse of our psalm. His anger may ignite at any moment. All who take refuge in him are happy. So, it might be a fair question, or at least a question that jumps to mind that you probably wouldn't be comfortable asking, is God bipolar? And the answer, of course, is no, he's not. But these characteristics found in a human would indeed cause us to wonder. But in God, they're not two opposite poles of a personality, whereby sometimes God is kind and sometimes he's very angry. Well, the fact of the matter is God is angry all day long in a most righteous and appropriate and holy way against sin. So says Psalm 711. God is a righteous judge, a God who displays his wrath every day. And yet, at the very same time, he is also abounding in mercy. And I think Numbers fourteen eighteen encapsulates the character and nature of God quite wonderfully. The Lord is slow to anger, abounding in love and forgiving sin and rebellion, yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children for the sins of the parents to the third and fourth generation. So, as we have discussed many times before, the Bible shows us a God who is overflowing in both justice and mercy, kindness and sternness, righteousness and steadfast love, not as opposites, but all together in beautiful and good harmony. Well, two reasons for us to rejoice at the feet of a God who is perfectly good, knows all, and judges all. Two reasons for us to be rejoicing at that, even as we might tremble to some degree at God's power. We who are in Jesus do not have to tremble at his wrath. As we see in Romans 5 verse 8, God proves his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. How much more then, since we have now been justified by his blood, will we we be saved through him from wrath? For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, then how much more, having been reconciled, will we be saved by his life? Similarly, similarly, 1 Thessalonians 5, 9 and 10, For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. So friends, that is good news. Yes, our God is a consuming fire, but Jesus has paid the price for our sins so that we don't fear wrath from God. He is indeed almighty, all justice, all good, all kind, 
stern and kind, but beautiful in his character and utterly good. Let's close with our brand new Bible verse for the month of July. It's from Luke chapter 6, verse 47 and 48. And Jesus is speaking and he says, I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, hears my words and acts on them. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. When the flood came, the river crashed against that house and couldn't shake it because it was well built. Friends, may you and I build our houses on the teachings of Jesus also. Good day to you and Godspeed.